Dodgy. So I was gonna do, uh, well, I wanted to do like a famous or well-known gangster of some kind, and I looked up a few guys, oh, and yeah. Bugsy Siegel is who stood out to me. Now that you say gangster, Bugsy mm-hmm. sounds like maybe I'm just getting from cartoons. I feel like that's always the uh, yeah, the bad bug, like bugs. Well, no, I mean like he's like the bad guy mafia Bugsy, and he always got yeah. like henchmen that are dumb and follow him around. Yeah, well, especially gangsters all have some dumb nickname like yeah why bugsy does that come up it does oh i can't wait to learn yeah okay well then uh well, then let's do uh uh welcome to the program hello people time people time yeah. so yeah we're gonna talk about uh bugsy siegel okay um oh and yeah again welcome welcome to the show welcome to the program my name is uh uh, the fourth Hanson brother. Oh, are we going to... I was about to say, after talking about how a uh, gangsters always have stupid names, are we going to have stupid names? What is, what's our... Uh, are we going to go by a real name, or are we going to go by... Uh... I actually kind of want to never say my real name. Oh, fuck, I've said your real name. That's fine. We're probably going to have to... If well, you... it can be thrown in there. It's not like a secret. I if just I just start like... calling you John, then no one will know what one's the right one if I keep saying it different every time. Well, I know last time I said my name was something. You did? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, that's right. So don't sue us, Jonathan. Today, my name is the Fourth Hanson brother. <laughs> was there really one? Not that was in the group. But was there? A... Yes, yeah, me. Oh, nice. They all got famous, and I. You're doing podcasts. They were all well when they were in the garage doing the. You think they're still making money off that, or no? Off royalties, probably. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Because I was in the house playing my Game Boy because I thought. I'm not gonna go in the garage and they're never gonna make it. Shit ass song. <laughs> As always, cut your hair, guys. I think our voices are pretty different. At least people know who's talking when. Who's so who? I don't I know, know why it seems name. to matter. Yeah, but uh, every podcast they introduce themselves, and then I think, does it really? I don't need to know who you are. I'm not gonna Facebook you or anything. I Facebooked one podcaster actually. That's creepy. Well, it's because the voice is amazing. I was like, I gotta know what this person looks like, and I thought I was gonna ruin it, and I was really mm-hmm. scared. And then I went and looked it up, and now I can't remember what they look like, so it doesn't matter. But they were very attractive. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember if it destroyed it or not, but I quickly forgot it apparently, and I'm still okay with the voice. When I hear a voice, I picture a face in my head, but then when I look them up, they don't look like what I saw. Yeah, I don't like that. I yeah. like I like how they look in my head, so That's I don't I... I don't look people up anymore. Okay. So, welcome to the program with yes. your hosts that are nameless. Mm-hmm. And here is... Ho- host one and host two. Which one am I? Whichever one you want to be, pal. Which one am I? Well, I'm the fourth Hanson brother, so I'm host number four. So you can be one through three. Why do I have to be one through three? You have to talk three times as much. <laughs> I think I think you talk more in these ones. I'll which... hand you my notes and I... you can just take over. I think I like better that you talk... I think I could be wrong, but I think so. It's and fine either way with me. Your voice sounds way more good to listen to. Good to listen to? That's not I don't know about that. Well, I know when I listen to my voice back, it sounds nasally. and. Mm-mm. You sound like you have a radio voice. It's very yeah. low. It's low uh, and... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Midnight Show, ladies. <sighs> Bugsy Siegel. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, when I wanted to do a gangster uh, or a mobster, I looked up a few of them, and he nice hiss. Sorry about that. He uh, that's a shout out to uh, to uh, Steve nineteen eighty nine off of mre dot com. I don't I don't know I don't know what that is. <laughs> this is fucking. This is guy I watch on YouTube who eats old MREs. Mm. It's amaze balls. Does he hiss? Every time he opens a can, he goes, "Oh, nice hiss." <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a kick ass guy. Who who's not died of E. coli yet? That's good. I looked into it. I will stop making noises now. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. This is real life. Real people talking about other real people. Yeah, well, yeah, Bugsy Siegel almost seems like um, fictional. I mean, that's the reason why I chose to go with his story as opposed to other gangsters, because, I don't know, his hits all the points that you have in your mind about a mobster. Didn't he wear a pinstripe suit? Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, he was always dressed to the nines. With the hat? That's like the 1920s? The fedora? I don't know if he wore a fedora. I didn't see any pictures of that. That's all right. I should... Let's scrap this podcast. We need a different gangster. <laughs> <laughs> what What was the year? Uh, the time frame? The era? Early nineteen hundreds. Okay. Early twentieth century. Okay. So he was born in February twenty eighth of nineteen oh six. So right there, um, he uh, he was born as Benjamin Siegel in Brooklyn, New York City. Not Bugsy. No, his parents were not that cruel. Yeah. They were actually like a traditional Jewish family of oh, immigrants. Jewish, yeah. So this is um, one of the reasons why Bugsy is interesting. Is is um, the American mafia is sort of like is it like more a Italian? little example of the American dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you know, commit your own crimes, be your own man, kill your own people. Oh, nice. Steal the money. I always thought like mafia and stuff. Like I always picture, I guess, kind of more of an Italian. Yeah. Background. Yeah. So actually, I, I'm, we're we're going to talk about that specifically. Oh. Yeah. This is all going to come together. This is nice. Collapsing upon us as one narrative that answers every question anyone has ever had about anything. Damn. Mm-hmm. Meaning of life, right here. Okay. Yeah. Bugsy. Bugsy. Um, God bless Bugsy. Uh. So yeah, he was born in Brooklyn to a uh, Jewish family. They're poor. They're immigrants. As far as I could tell, they seemed like honest people, poor, honest people, just working shitty jobs, had a bunch of kids, like immigrants' lives. In the early 1900s, yeah. Shitty, yeah. Pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a lot of immigrants now. Um, that's why we're building the wall, you know. Get the fuck out. <sighs> <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, so Benjamin uh, Siegel, uh, I believe his middle name is Hyman. <laughs> You're such a liar. I don't know. You look it up. Um, he, so he was always kind of ambitious and aggressive dude. So he did not have the patience for school. So he bounced out of school early, actually. And he just started running around the roads, and his parents couldn't control him. Oh. And he met a gentleman named Mo Sedway. So Mo had, Sedway? Mo Sedway. Mosey is what they called him, or mm-hmm. Moey. And uh, him and Mo just started. Um, being little pricks pretty much they would just go rob people and steal shit and they started running uh, an extortion game where they would go to these people who like sold merchandise on these push carts and they'd go up to the guy and be like hey um i could sell you fire insurance 
and the guy would be like, I don't need fire insurance. And the next day, his cart would be burned down. I'm like, hey, we can sell you some fire insurance. <laughs> so then everybody around him is like, I need fire insurance because that fucking <laughs> 12-year-old kid is going to burn my shit down. Was he really 12 about the time? About that he time? was a young teenager, yeah. Shit. Somewhere around there, 12 to 15, he's just already hustling people. Damn. He's a little prick. Yeah. And... um doing the same shit him and Mo are just robbing people and they get into a fight with a gentleman named Meyer Lansky um and if you yeah if you know anything about mafia lore in the 20th century Meyer Lansky's like he's one of the biggest names ever and I was gonna actually research him but Bugsy's story is just a little bit more interesting than than Meyer's where is this happening now is this like in New York or yeah still in Brooklyn oh shit yeah Brooklyn Manhattan area just in like the the five boroughs area yeah um but he gets he actually gets in a fight with meyer lansky and i don't know so there was a handgun involved and i don't know whose it was but they're fighting over the handgun and the police start coming and meyer lansky sort of t- uh is a is a premonition of his overall personality he looks at bugs he's like leave the gun we got to go the police are coming even though they were just wrestling over it they hear the police coming and meyer is like forget the gun let's go and Bugsy's like, I need the gun, though. And Meyer, like, grabs him and they run off. So they don't get arrested and they leave the gun behind. And that sort of starts their friendship as, you know, we're two young kids who fight over handguns. And Lansky is a smart guy. Uh, he's running the same types of extortion rings that Bugsy is, but Bugsy is just more of a muscle kind of guy. So wait, to make sure I understand this mm-hmm. scenario right here, you're saying that Bugsy, and the other guy's name again was... Meyer. And what's the third guy? Um, Bugsy's other friend is Mo. Mo. Yeah. So we're, who was fighting who with the gun? So Bugsy, I think, was carrying a handgun, yeah. got into a fight with Meyer. And Meyer was doing, he's and, also another kind of shithead. Yeah, just same young age. teenager. Yeah, they're about the same age. And then they and, become friends after this. Well, so they run away from the police, and I'm assuming an argument started where where bugsy's like hey i need to go back and get my pistol and meyer's like no the police are here now so you can't do that and then they were like okay let's go burn down somebody's stuff for money so they're about one of them was about ready to shoot the other one and they're like let's be friends yeah <laughs> shit that's just how shit works all right back then <laughs> it's a different world <laughs> it's like that that movie gangs of new york is exactly what's happening no oh, nice so just imagine leonardo dicaprio as a 12 year old oh my god He's a pretty good-looking 12-year-old. Did you see Growing Pains? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love me some Leo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they actually... This really does set up the dichotomy of those two, like their relationship. Like, Meyer's just a smart guy, but he's just a criminal at heart. And Bugs is just a psychopath. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of people have described him. He's just angry and, and kind of the muscle. So they start... Um, when they're about 15 or 16, they start the Bugs and Meyer mob, who they call themselves, and they just start doing crimes. They rob people, they set up gambling rings, they would steal cars. Um, and Lansky is also of Jewish descent, and there wasn't a Jewish organized crime. This is not a thing. Um, you know, like we were saying before, it's mostly an Italian thing. Yeah. But being an, of immigrant descent, and there's just a bunch of immigrants trying to take care of themselves, Lansky had a dream of creating a Jewish mafia. So he, uh, Lansky had another friend uh, as a teenager, uh, a gentleman named uh, Lucky Luciano, 
who Lucky is again like this. He got the dumbest name. So no. <laughs> Lucky. I don't remember Lucky's actual first name, but uh, Luciano is. When you look into like 20th century mafia, he's probably the top. Luciano, that's got to be Italian, right? Yeah, he is actually Sicilian. He's actually so Luciano, and actually his whole working thing was like um, money is all the same color. So I don't care if you're Jewish, if you're Italian, if you're Irish. Let's just let's go make money. Let's go fuck people up and make money. Because back then, weren't there like families and shit that like you don't do business with certain like types of people like. Yeah. The Irish, we don't we don't take money from the Irish. We don't, you know. Well, we'll take money from them. We won't work with them. Right. So, like, the mafia is is designed after how old school Italy used to work, where it was, like, these different provinces would have a family that was over that province. And if you lived in that province, you either worked for that family or against that family. So everybody was always just fighting like that. And so they had a real sense of... Um, Turf. Turf and singularity. Like, well, the Italians, we we designed this, how this works. Well, and from my understanding, someone explained this, and I'm not sure if it's true, but apparently when a lot of the Italian families came over to the States, they were, um, you know, people were racist against them and stuff. Oh, yeah. Pretty much everybody was racist against everybody back then, but... And now. <laughs> and, yeah, shit, and now. But uh, back then, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was necessarily supposed to be set up as a crime thing. It was more of a protection thing because yeah. you might get beat up by somebody who's not Italian because just because you're Italian. So instead you kind of, like, group together, like, hey, the law is not going to help us, so we're going to have to end up doing our own kind of thing. And it slowly grew from being like a, all right, we, we watch over for each other to being like, Okay, now to go do jobs, you know, and do crime yeah. in order to get money. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, when when the opportunities are stripped away and, you know, you can't get a job because your last name ends in a vowel, yeah. um, you got to find some other way to make money. And that's – so they designed the crime syndicates that they did after the old school way of governing from, from Italy, from Sicily primarily. And, uh, yeah, so Luciano is from that culture. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm – He's a he's a very progressive guy. He's pro-choice. Oh shit! I don't know that. I just <laughs> I just mean that he met some uh, non-Italian criminals and was like, I'm not going to discriminate against you if you can make money. You can make money. Let's make money. It's funny that this crime lord that I'm assuming he's going to be a crime lord later in his life, or if he's not already, it seems to have a better outlook than some of the people today. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually at this point a teenager, and this. Yeah, this teenage Italian criminal has a better mindset than I. He's like, I don't see color. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he didn't talk about a wall or anything like that. Shit. So yeah, Bugsy really lucked out meeting Lansky and Luciano because, as we'll find out, he's an ambitious guy, but he's got shit for brains. Right. And these two are are brilliant people. I mean, I really don't like to say nice things about these. These are terrible, terrible human beings. Right. But they can still be intelligent, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah, they're actually pretty smart guys. So this is around the time that uh, prohibition starts, and yeah, as we all know, the general story: prohibition uh, was in which the United States government made uh, alcohol illegal. Everybody went crazy because we love alcohol, and the mafia and other groups of people just jumped on that, and they they ran booze. They were bootleggers. And um, as this uh, little gang operation is going, they're killing rivals. They're stealing things. It's your general crime shit. 
they actually end up running a huge um, bootlegging scheme with uh, a guy named Arnold Rothstein, who Arnold Rothstein is kind of seen as one of the bigger guys who uh, ex- uh, exploited Prohibition. Yeah. Um, he's mostly known for fixing the 1919 World Series. I guess he paid everybody off and... So that shit really happened. I always the thought World that World Series go the way he wanted it to. What? Go. I always thought that was fiction, like you know, Pulp Fiction and shit. Like, damn. <laughs> but this is real shit. Like Arnold Rothstein's a real guy who really fixed the World Series. That's so fucking funny. This is bananas. So, um, oh, I also wrote down why his name is Bugsy. At this point, it's sort of I don't think his name was Bugsy um, up to where we've been talking, but until now, once he's like established in this gang and he's kind of the muscle. Um, before that, his name was Ben which is actually what he preferred to be called. Benny. Ben. Benny, yeah. Um, but they started calling him Bugsy because he's crazy like a bug, which oh. I'm assuming in the early 19th that's, century that's is, wild. A, is a, a terrible thing to say about a person. <laughs> I was like, does he bug oh, out and stuff? Shit. Freak out whenever there's something going on? His eyes all bulge. He's just like, oh, God, we got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, Ben's doing that thing with his face again where he gets all contorted. He's, and all, bug- he's all bugging out, man. He's going to go burn down a cart. He's bugging out, man. <laughs> this guy didn't get insurance. <laughs> you haven't even talked to him yet. So, yeah, Bugsy hated the name, which is why I will exclusively call him Bugsy because he's a piece of shit. Right. Uh, he hated the name. Later on in life, he actually threatens to kill people who call him Bugsy. And who he... gave him the name? Do we know? No. Is it one of his buddies? I think there's some just... sensitives. Mo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mo said way. Um, who everybody called Moe. Moe didn't have a shitty name. Like Bugsy. <laughs> he never tried to like retaliate. Bugsy was like, you know what? You're you're fucking squirrely. How do you like that, bitch? <laughs> hey, everybody call Mo Squirrel. Well, no, no Mo, one does it. Like Mo's a good name though, man. Bugs. Bugsy, come do down. not God, I'm gonna go burn a cart. <laughs> Um, but one thing that does stand out when you think about mafia muscle you think of uh like tony soprano yeah guy mugsy bugsy sorry was a big guy but more than that what a lot of people always talked about was how good looking he was and how charming he was bugsy was good looking huh very well i don't know very compared to like back then everybody else is all dumpy looking well you know like when you read about like an old actress actually his girlfriend we'll talk about here shortly but when you read about like an old actress and they're like oh she was stunning yeah and you google it and you're like huh no just plain yeah beauty standards have changed now yeah but i think for the time back then yeah he was a good looking guy i mean he did have pretty like piercing blue eyes kind of like um frank sinatra oh and sinatra actually modeled some of his tough guyness off of bugsy they knew each other uh, which we'll get into that too, but yeah, he weird. He, so just being a good-looking guy, he was a good talker, he was a good dresser, he was really charming. He's he's pretty much your run-of-the-mill, but kind of an angry, dumb guy too. Yeah, cool. I mean, when you think about all the stereotypes of a gangster, it's Bugsy. Nice. He even hates his his own name. Like, <laughs> you can't write that shit. Um, let's see. So around this time, he gets married to another uh, Jewish lady. Her name is uh, Esther. Esther Krakauer. Um, they have, what a crazy name. Esther Krakauer? Yeah, when I first... So, I, I watched a few documentaries before I read about him. So, that's usually how I do the research. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I learn visually better first so I get a standard. And then I read a bunch of articles about him to solidify it. Yeah. And when I heard her name, I thought it was Esther. And then when I read it, it's Esther. I don't know who the fuck's name is Esther other than this lady. <laughs> But her name is Esther Krakauer. Two kids, and uh, I'm not going to ever talk about her again because he he does not give a shit about her, and he hmm. 
you know, being a gangster, he buys her a house, puts her in it, and then shows up every few weeks, maybe. Gets the... Yeah, fucks her a couple times and then disappears and sends her money. I mean, it's the... Again... Right. Yeah. When If you've seen gangster movies, Bugsy's pretty much a character. So he has... He, he is married to Esta. Doesn't give a shit. I don't think he even particularly likes her. <laughs> so the first big thing that happens in his life is his involvement... Uh, in the, uh, I'm gonna say this wrong, but it's the Castelmorisi War. So what is that? Here, here's where this shit gets crazy. The the old school mafia was like we were talking about, uh, strictly run by Sicilian Italians. Like even if you're not from Sicily, you can be in the mob, but you can't be a leader. That, that's how serious they they took all this. And at the time, there were two guys running the two major families. Um. There's, uh, what's his name, Joe, Joe Masseria, who uh, primarily, well, he lives in New York and his family is, his crime family is in New York. And then you got Salvatore Maranzano. And Salvatore has another, he runs a family in New York, but he lives in Italy mostly. Mm-hmm. So these are the two like old school guys who, even the new school guys didn't care for. They called them Mustache Pete's. I don't know. Is that some sort of insult? Like. Those fucking mustache peats. Yeah, it's it's about as bad as calling somebody a bug. bug. <laughs> <laughs> and people were softer, I guess. Were like, oh, I call, you made fun of my mustache. Yeah, and I'm not Pete. God, that's not even my my name's Joe. I hate Pete. I've never loved a Peter I ever met. So, Joe Masseria and Salvatore Maranzano start having a war. Um, a war, basically, of. You know, when you're running bootlegging schemes and extortion rings and shit like that, you know, you run into the other group and, you you know, your your income lowers. So they just start killing each other. That's just what crime people do. Right. And Lucky Luciano was, he had worked his way up at this point to being a lieutenant of Joe Masseria where, and a lieutenant in the, in the mafia world means like, I don't know, you're one of 15 or 20 guys who, you know, Joe specifically chooses for specific stuff yeah and luciano you know maybe out of his goodwill of you know wanting to be inclusive in the crime world and wanting to involve people of different descents because he's such a big-hearted guy yeah like this is the incentive for this next move is definitely not money what is it it's just his goodwill just to like get up in the ranks or help with a family or no it's definitely just for money (laughs) yeah so luciano Essentially, he's working for Masseria. He goes to the guy named Maranzano, and he says, "Hey, I don't says I, I don't like Joe anymore. I don't like Joe Masseria. Um, I don't think he's running good games. I'm his lieutenant. I'll kill him if I can be your right hand man." Shit. Maranzano says, "Of course." That's what? Not, that sounds awesome. So he goes home, and he's like, "Who is the dirtiest motherfucker I know who can kill a mob boss?" Oh, Bugsy. So Luciano hits up his his his, his old friend Bugsy and says, "Hey, I need you to kill my." my boss and i think at this point bugsy technically works for Masseria too because he's he just sort of tags along with with uh luciano and and lansky anyway um so he and a bunch of guys break into Masseria's uh house shoot him to death and damn and, and they leave no, no they just did just like that nothing yeah that's the thing is that everything i read about bugsy is that he was just so um I don't know if efficient's the right word, but you, you just get... He's got the job done. Yeah, you just say, kill this guy, and he just goes and kills him. He's like, yeah, point me with who? Where? Who? I don't even care who I'm going to kill. I'm bugging out. <laughs> I'm crazy like a bug. But 
Bro, Ben. Ben. Huh? No, yeah. Deep breaths. Well, what? Deep what? breaths. Yeah, who am I killing? I, I need a girl. <laughs> so he kills uh, Masseria. Luciano takes over a large section of Maranzano's family in New York. And then the really fun part happens where Luciano goes, eh, that's not enough either. So he hits up Bugsy and says, kill Maranzano. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> so wait, make sure I got this right so I'm following the story correctly. Yeah. So Marciano was telling his lieutenant to kill off was it the other way around. So so Mar- who did Marciano say, like, yeah, that's fine, go ahead and kill him? Who was he talking to again? Uh, Luciano. Oh, so he was talking. Okay. Yeah, so so think about it like this. Like, Lucky Luciano is 20-something, 21, 22, and he's working for this old dude named Joe Maseria. Yeah. And this old dude is in a war against another old dude named Salvatore Maranzano. They're not friends. They're in a war. Yeah. So Luciano goes to the rival boss and is like, I don't like my boss. I'm going to kill him for you if you let me be your right-hand man. Oh, now I see. And so Maranzano's like, that sounds great. So he has, <laughs> he has Bugsy kill Masseria. Of course it's a great deal. He's like, yeah, one of my this boss, is great. Yeah, one of my rival's own men is going to go kill off my rival for me. Yeah, go ahead and This do could not work out better for me. And then the same guy who was ahead of killing Masseria, uh, Luciano has him kill Maranzano too. So this is, this is, this is a mob movie. That happened in real life. This is crazy. It's pretty fucking crazy. So so after Bugsy kills uh, both of these, I mean, I, these are ostensibly the two or at least two of the largest crime heads in the world at the time. Damn. Him and a couple of other Jewish gangster thugs just sort of break into a place and kill everybody. Shit. And he's just having a great time. It's just really, it's really nice to know that somebody's enjoying their life. Yeah. Yeah. And Bugsy's having a great time. So, um, at this point, um, Bugsy and his other, you know, Jewish murderers, they create what's called Murder Incorporated or Murder Inc. Really? That's what it's called? That's no. actually what it's called. No way. They actually, and I don't know if they called it that. I, I, I heard somewhere that it was actually something that, like, the media just like, chose. But that, yeah, they were just a for-hire hitman club. They, they met in a treehouse and they talked about just oh, really I spot killed, on name. I killed this guy. <laughs> yeah, they're a really sexy, fun group. So they're called Murder Inc. And so Murder Inc. essentially is just an arm of Luciano's new gang, which, you know, if you've been paying attention, he just killed off the two guys. Is so he now he's the main guy? The guy. Yeah. So, and I guess that's just how it works. Does anybody else in the gangs seem to care that, like, there's no. this guy who's just taken over and, like,. I don't. I didn't really see any. Nobody. Well, a few people did try to kill Luciano, but I think that's just how it goes. Like they're all just the constantly top. trying to kill each other. And he actually used Luciano used Murder Inc. to kill anybody and everybody all the time. Yeah. Anyone who stood in their way or somebody who they thought were going to rat them out or whatever. Murder Inc. was just. It's in our name. That's what we do. Go, 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 <laughs> murder Inc. We we. What murder. do you guys do? <laughs> we sell apples. We murder good. Oh. <laughs> So that's nice. So uh, Luciano is now the head of the entire mafia. Well, at least the in New York, which is pretty much huge. It. Yeah, yeah. I think all the other families kind of um, were in some way or another a subsidiary of the New York and and uh, Sicilian mafias. So yeah, Luciano's the guy now. Um, which I don't speak Italian, so I'm going to say this wrong. But being the head of the mafia makes you the capo de tutti capi. That sounds Which, like a weird and dandy kind of sounding <laughs> to taffy duty. For, for such an intense 
position. Guy was murdering like, people left and right. He's like, yeah, call, no, call me by my actual <laughs> title. <laughs> One of the scariest people on earth is called the Tutti Cappy. <laughs> the Tutti Cappy. So what's my capo, Tutti Cappy? <laughs> what's a uh, what's Bugsy doing at this point? He's like his right hand man now. What's going uh, on? No, with- uh, Meyer Lansky is Luciano's right hand man. Bugsy. Is he just? He... I mean, I don't know what his official position is. He's up there though. But yeah, yeah. well, he's the head of Murder Inc. And Murder Inc. is like the the, the main um, well, the murderers of the new family. So oh. yeah, I mean, he's got to be at least fifth place, if not third, Shit. something to that degree. So uh, I don't. Have you seen the Godfather movies? Uh, so I've watched most of the first part. I am actually finished. They are it. very long. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of them, but it, in the first one, spoiler alert, just spoiler, spoiler. Alert, um, Al Pacino or Michael Corleone in the movie kills everyone. Yeah. He he kills all the mob bosses and becomes he becomes the tutu, the tutti campy. <laughs> this is after he leaves, then right. <clears throat> Uh, in The Godfather? Yeah. Yeah. So he leaves and goes to another, like, he goes kind of hiding. Yeah, he kills a guy, and then he goes into hiding in Italy. Yeah. And then when he comes back, he just kills everybody. Sweet. To get, to get revenge. So this is sort of, I think that's what the Luciano, or I think that's Luciano's killing everybody is what that movie's based on. Damn. But instead, so Al Pacino in the movie, you know, just sort of slowly becomes an asshole. Luciano actually does a pretty cool thing, which he actually destroys the Capo title. So there is no Capo de Tutti Capi. He didn't like how it sounded. He's like, don't call me that. He's like, call me something sexier, like Mr. Boss Guy. Wait, is this where you get Don from or anything like that? No, actually, he's he destroyed. So he his thought was having a guy on top makes everybody want to kill that guy. He's like, I don't want to die. Yeah, essentially. So he destroys the title, and he says, from now on, the mafia is going to be run by council. And they actually um, call it the international, or sorry, the national crime syndicate, which is just commission based. So him and Meyer Lansky and everybody who run like large scale rackets in other areas were just, they were all equal. They were all part of the council. Smart way to keep yourself alive. It really is. I mean, the crime keeps running, everybody gets paid and there's nobody on top to get killed. So, and you can always replace a council member if he gets annoying instead of just the top. Yeah. And there you go. Brilliant. So... Um, Bugsy was, I don't know if he's in the council or not, but he is the head of Murder, Inc. And Murder, Inc., they just kill whoever they want him to kill. This dude, I mean, this dude had such homicidal instincts. He would just kill anybody who threatened the council or anybody. That's who you want on your team, though. If you're if you're on the council, you're like, thank God we got fucking Bugsy, man. I'm not going to call him Bugsy anymore. That guy will kill you. We won't invite him in the room because he's bananas, but it's good to know that he'll kill if we want him to. So, um, I'm not going to go too much into this because there's just a lot of names and a lot of Italian names which are hard to keep track of, but um, Murder, Inc. has a pretty long list of big-named mobsters that they killed, if you want to look into that. Hmm. But the last one that Bugsy was involved in was with the Fabrizio or Fabrizio brothers who did something. I mean, all these guys are just repeated criminal assholes so right. when you like i wanted to find out what it was the fabrizio brothers did that got them under murder inks um 
eyesight, and it was just Tommy Fabrizio killed this guy and then robbed this place, and then the other brother did this thing, and then it's too much. Right. But what happened was one of the Fabrizio brothers got caught for something, and he was gonna he was gonna rat out um, Bugsy for being the head of Murder Inc. Like the police were like, you know, we'll give you a plea deal if you tell us about your shit, uh, if you tell us about. Bugsy, because we know Murder Inc.'s a thing. Now, this is pretty silly, because this whole entire time, I've been thinking Murder Inc. must be such something so well-known that even the people involved, that maybe the cops just didn't want to touch it. But it sounds like what it really is is probably more like the underground knew about it to some degree. They can go find mm-hmm. you know, someone who will go do the job. They go and find them, and then yeah. they'll go murder people for him but it's but sounds like it's a little bit under wraps so the cops didn't know exactly who was no they knew murder inc was going on and i think they're aware of bugsy but i don't think they know all the ins and outs of who's who and you know who's who's guilty of what right but one of the fabrizio brothers was going to he actually started writing a memoir um because he thought maybe i could make some money but then sell or give the memoir to my lawyer and use that as a plea deal so somebody got wise of this and told Bugsy, like, this guy's writing a memoir and your name's in it. <laughs> so, Fabrizio, already being investigated, Bugsy wanted to be careful, so he faked an illness, checked himself into a hospital, waited until it was night, left the hospital, went to, his name is Tony, Tony Fabrizio's house, murdered him dead, went back to the hospital, and he's got himself an alibi. Shit. So the next That's day... kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But the police were already aware that Bugsy's name had been dropped. So Lansky, Meyer Lansky being, of course, the brains of everything. I'm pretty sure that a lot of Luciano's moves came from from Lansky's brains. Yeah. Um, he was like, your name's already been said. I mean, maybe they don't know anything for sure, but maybe you should clear out for a bit. So Bugsy um, moved to California to oversee the... Um, California Mafia, which I guess was not doing hot. Yeah. Um, it was being led by a guy named Jack Dragna. I've never heard of him. <laughs> but I guess it was not running as well as they thought it could. So, predictably, dozens of people end up dead. Um, Bugsy, Bugsy just goes and kills people in California? Is that basically what happens? He just suddenly, Jack Dragna is no longer a living person, and a bunch of other people who were involved in the Mafia in California are suddenly not answering their phone. And uh, drugs start coming in from Mexico, and there's many gambling houses that open up, and everybody's just getting paid. Nice. So, so Bugsy's doing his job. But what being in California really did for Bugsy was it spoke to his um, – he has this huge ego, and he loves looking like the best guy in the room and, and being admired and popular. So he starts hobnobbing with uh, Hollywood types. Hobnobbing. Hobnobbing. <laughs> He's hanging out with uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, Cary Grant, Tony Curtis, a lot of those guys who played mobsters in movies. That's actually kind of funny. So the mo- right. mobster is hanging out with fake mobsters. Like, yeah. do you think they got any inspiration from him at all? Like, hey, tell me some. Well, did they know he was a mobster? Yeah, I heard. So one of the guys he hung out with is a guy named Billy Wilkerson, who will come up later. But I saw in a documentary Billy Wilkerson's son saying that what everybody thought was that these actors are hanging out with this mobster to pick up tips of how to be a more accurate mobster on screen but that the witnesses of people who were around say it was more like um, Bugsy was hanging out with these rich guys trying to emulate them like he was like oh who makes your shoes or who tailored your suit because Bugsy really wanted to be one of those people he wanted to be he wanted to go into a party and be the main guy he wanted everybody to suck up to him the way people 
treated Frank Sinatra. Right. So it was a really good exchange for both sides, and he made a ton of money, and he was sort of a Hollywood guy. He actually even tried out, or not tried out, but like auditioned to be in something. Really? They did were going to make a movie with him. Shit, did he actually get the part? <laughs> no. What happens if you don't give him the part? <laughs> that guy die? The guy, I think the that's guy. what happens. The executive was like, if if this doesn't go well, we all die. So maybe let's just tell him, like, no, the script's no good, Bugsy. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know if, it's, if we get a better one hey, for you. we're going to keep working on it. We're definitely going to keep working on it. Uh, I'm changing my phone number. <laughs> so that didn't, that didn't go anywhere. But he did end up running rackets on Hollywood Studios where he – the same scheme he used to do back home when he was a kid is he would be like, you know what you guys need is some insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and these, and of course, these guys don't test, and they're like, uh-huh, yes, sir. I was going to laugh, like, well, I haven't heard of this. What is this? What are you talking about, insurance? Well, Warner Brothers uh-huh. burned down, yeah. <laughs> so he does it to them, and they say, yeah? Yeah, everybody, Shit. he owns the fucking town because he's borrowing money from movie stars because they're not going to say no. And he's not going to pay them back. He never does. Right. Dude, I mean, it's so funny that everyone's so scared of this person. He's like, I'll light your fucking place down. Like, I'll light it up on fire, man. <laughs> Could you Burns imagine? The ground. Like, right now, wearing a nice suit and walking into the studios and CBS and being like, y'all need some fucking insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Security. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, here's my card, and it says Murder Inc. on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do need some insurance. Okay. I'm glad you said that. So... Um, Jesus. One weird tale that I found from this time in his life was he went on a treasure hunt in Costa Rica with some other Hollywood types. I don't know what instigated this. I guess they thought there was some pirate gold out there, and they just dynamited and dug holes in Costa Rica looking for treasure. They never found found anything. I've heard there was probably actually a cover for drug smuggling, but I don't know. That's just an interesting thing that happened. Huh. So then he meets uh, Virginia Hill. Virginia Hill was at that point what's called a mob courier. So she would ro- like work at racetracks where she would collect money or she would help collect money for drug operations and stuff like that. Like I guess technically she's not a member of the mob but worked for them. Right. And uh, she was also notoriously um, loose. Mm. Yeah. She just slept everybody. It's mm. fine. Nice. She's a mafia mas- mattress. But she was uh, reportedly very beautiful. She was a solid five. <laughs> <laughs> She's plenty pretty in an old in an old school way. Um, but yeah, everybody just said that she was so fiery and so sexy. And um, Bugsy liked her a lot for that reason. They were sort of the female and male components of each other. They're both just angry, and they would go into fits of rage and just scream at each other and destroy entire penthouses worth of things nice and then fuck wildly yeah yeah so um mo like i was talking mo sedway his old friend mo came with him because mo's just sort of his right hand guy and uh i heard mo's girlfriend her name was b b sedway um say that they used to fight to the point where the people in the hotel where they were staying like the the people who worked at the hotel would wait outside the hallway just to listen to it because it was just screaming and thrashing and glass breaking and and then they would fuck wildly and everybody would just sit outside in the hall like this is a good show i don't i don't have to be in there to see this in my head so i guess that was him and virginia hill's uh relationship was and his wife is still back in new york his... i don't no he actually moved her into california with him oh so he's, he's... this is just bugsy <laughs> whatever he's like i gotta go home to my two kids you fucker <laughs> Now let's fucking get this over with. <laughs> exactly. 
And they'd screw, and then he'd leave. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he really hung out with his family, particularly. Yeah. I mean, he was... When he wasn't, when he wasn't fucking Virginia Hill, he had a ton of mistresses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just had a lot of vitality, I guess is a decent word. <laughs> <laughs> um, there... So, this is the craziest story that I heard looking into this. He was hanging out with... The wife of an Italian count. What the fuck is a count? It's somebody who's like oversees a province. Oh, okay. So he's like a political guy. So he's hanging out with this lady, and she knows Mussolini. You know, Benito Mussolini. Yeah. It's the 30s. So he is the, Weird. He's the fascist uh, leader of Italy. And Bugsy actually knows a guy who's selling this chemical called atomite, which it's an explosive that doesn't super work, but they were... Why doesn't it work? Um, it's not as, um, what's the word, like incendiary as you would want an explosive oh, to be. Okay. Like if you put it under enough pressure, it will it will blow up like dynamite, but dynamite is just as good and easier to ignite. Right. Dynamite's a little bit more unstable. Exactly, okay. yeah. It's pretty much dynamite, but more stable. Gotcha. And, but they had this bunch of product of it and they wanted to get rid of it, so they were advertising it as better than TNT. So this lady's like, well, I know Mussolini, and he's pretty warlike. So they go to Italy with a bunch of atomite, and they're trying to sell Mussolini this bomb, or at least this material for bombs. Right. And in a meeting, um, he fucking meets Joseph Goebbels and Hermann Goering, the Nazis. What? Yeah. So Joseph Goebbels is the, the minister of propaganda for the Nazi party. Huge piece of shit. Right. Hermann Goering is uh, the commander of the Luf- Luftwaffe, and I'm pretty sure he's the guy who Hitler designated as his successor. Dude, this is so weird. So this guy, who basically starts off as a young kid chump. Immigrant in, Jewish kid. In New York City. Yeah. And he gets into this big giant, basically crime mafia, is working his way to the top, knows a lot of people at the top, mm-hmm. running California basically now as yeah. he moves over there. Goes back towards Italy, which he's not even Italian, but he no. knows all the but families. He knows Luciano, and stuff. yeah. And is the time frame where Nazi Germany is becoming uh, a real threat, and he meets people that and not not just Nazi party members, like arguably the two top guys under Hitler. That's so crazy. So what does he do when he met them? Well, so he told the count that the sorry the count's wife that he that she's the one who introduced him to Mussolini. He told her during the meeting where, or I guess maybe a break during the meeting, he's like, I don't fucking like those guys. Ooh. And there's some talk that it was because he knew they were anti-Semitic because they're Oh, that's Nazis. right, duh. But what I actually heard more of was less that he gave a shit that they were anti-Semitic and more that he just didn't like Germans. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's kind of a gangster, you know? He sort of plays loose, and yeah. these uptight German guys he just didn't care for. So he actually told the lady, he's like, I'll knock these two off for you if you want. Oh my god! Do you know what that would like? How much oh history that god. would change? And I, th- I thought about that. I was like, I mean, if he had killed those two, he would have been killed immediately. At which, who cares? Yeah. Right. Like, my god, if Goebbels and Goering were dead, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Hitler had plenty of other guys he could replace. Sure, them with, but, but that... these are two specifically terrible human beings right and if he had knocked him off uh he was just thinking about it i could just kill him i could just do that well what's funny is yeah like that's the kind of murderer he was where he's in this meeting with i don't like that guy the leaders of germany he's like i might kill these fuckers (laughs) (laughs) so he didn't though obviously well luckily for those pricks uh the 
the wife of the account that he was I should have wrote her fucking name down, but she didn't want shit to get weird. She's like, eh, just leave it alone. Yeah. So that would have been awesome. But ultimately, um, in a um, demonstration of the Adamite, like I said, it doesn't super work. So yeah. Mussolini, they did not care. No, nah, Mussolini passed. He's like, that's fine. You're Jewish anyway. Get out. <laughs> so bummer that he did not kill them. This story would have been a hell of a lot cooler yeah. if he had m- just murdered the shit out of some Nazis and left. <laughs> but he did not, unfortunately. I'm going to burn down your house and want some insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... At this point, he so he comes back to uh, America. Murder Inc. is still operating in New York, but it's under different management. I mean, he's running the California Mafia now. So I didn't write down names for this on, for a very specific reason, but Murder Inc. killed another guy who killed another guy whose brother flipped, and there's... It's just... There's so many fucking names of guys who kill each other and flip on each other constantly, like... This talk about the mafia being about loyalty is such horse shit. Yeah. They constantly murder each other and then snitch immediately. They're all pussies. <laughs> but this happens. So Murder Inc. gets in some trouble where a guy who used to be in Murder Inc., his name is um, Harry Greeny Greenberg. Green, is he Irish? They called him Greeny. <laughs> uh, Greenberg, he was Jewish. Jewish. Uh, but they called Greenberg, him Big, yeah. Big Greeny. So uh, Big Green, he got in some trouble, and he was about to flip. Just like last time, he um, was going to talk about Bugsy to the police. So even though at this point Bugsy is like important and doesn't have to murder people, he does anyway. Well, it's funny, too, because you think these people who have worked now with him, including into the like that process of actually murdering people, that if you're going to be going, you know, you're caught by the cops, and they're like, we want you to talk, and be like, yeah, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of anybody, yeah, it's like, I don't think I'd rat on Bugsy. I would. I mean, it would have to be like, a, you gotta take me away right now, like this I need second. to move countries. Yeah, yeah, and change names. I mean, I think that's. I think the mafia is what incentivized the witness relocation program because Shit, yeah. you just you can't fuck with these guys. Yeah. They, they it's just what they do is they just kill people when they're mad. So that's exactly what happened, Greeny. Um, started talking about Bugsy. He gets out. Bugsy promptly murders him to death. Nice. Well, yeah. Does he say how? Does he just go and find him? Like in a... A, a group of murdering people. What they would usually do is they'd take three or four guys and wait until the victim was at a place like at home or in a bar, and then they would just pretty much watch the doors. Another guy would come in and move anybody out of the way. Blah, blah, blah. They would leave. Yeah. So from what I understand, I think Greeny was in a car when they like pulled a car in front of his, hopped out, blah, 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 drive away. That's a pretty good uh, sound effect for that temperament, I feel like. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what sound guns used to sound like when yeah. people were, when Bugsy was a mean. <laughs> <laughs> Bugsy, crazy <laughs> like silly, silly little clap guns that they used. Yeah. But yeah, so he um, pretty publicly kills Greeny. Like, there were a lot of witnesses, and people knew who Bugsy is at this point. Right. Like, He's a huge name, and the police know that Greeny had already said his name. So he actually got put in jail. Cops caught him. For Well, they, they just walked right up to him and said, well, we're going to arrest you for the investigation of the murder of, of, of Greenberg. So he's in jail. Um, being the mob boss that he is, he does not go to jail the way the rest of us go to jail. Oh, how does he go to jail? He goes to jail where he can leave for lunch. 
What? And go get his hair cut. How, how, do, you, how do you swing that? He's just got people on the inside that he's like... Yeah, I mean, he they just paid people off. Yeah. So in this specific scenario, he contributed to the DA's... Um, like, uh, what is, so DAs like have to run for office. Yeah. So he just contributed to his. It's ironic, isn't it? Like one of these biggest drug crime lords and all that shit is like paying the DA off. And... Yeah. And allowed to, cause he's not, he's not convicted of killing Greenberg. Like they're running an investigation. So he's arrested. Right. And so he's so not in he prison. Keep... He's in jail. Yeah. And so I guess they're sort of like, as long as he doesn't leave the country, whatever. So does he keep coming back? He's like, I'm going to go have lunch, guys. Catch you guys later. And then he comes back. Literally, in. yeah. He would come back at night. You guys, want a, you guys want a hoagie? No? Okay. I'll be back. Hey, I got an extra one. <laughs> yeah. So he would go out for lunch. He'd go get his hair cut. Um, he was allowed to have prostitutes come into his cell with him. And another thing that I don't I don't know what, where, like, I guess there's just... A record of when you check an inmate in and out for specific reasons and he was checked out for um dental work roughly 80 times where he just, <laughs> just got a lot of work done on his teeth right while he's, in jail. While he's killing other people and then coming right. back like oh, i got that that tooth filled that was bothering me yeah so does his wife by any chance know any of this stuff going on i imagine she must but... i think she does because her family are part of the Jewish mafia along with him. They oh. all work for him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Her, I think her name, her brother's name is uh, Frank, I believe. But yeah, he, he, um, Krakauer, uh, works for See, this guy be such a bummer because if you're, I would imagine if you're in that position, she's not, doesn't really have much of a married life, obviously. No. But I don't think she could go do the things that Bugsy was doing. I don't think Bugsy would kill her if she was like, oh, yeah. if she went she like, slept with someone else. else. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, he can fuck whoever he wants, but she can't leave the house. He kills someone if they look at him funny. I feel like he just... Yeah, and people talked about that, that he would just go look crazy. I don't like that guy. Look at his face. It looks look stupid. Fuck, look at his goddamn face. Hey, look the other way. <laughs> I don't have to look at you. Sorry, Bugsy. What'd you call me? <laughs> he pulls out guns and just starts... I'm Murder Inc. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm Murder Inc. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Murder Inc. I got a card to prove it and everything. <laughs> so, um, hilariously, when he goes to jail, um, well, so first of all, he gets acquitted. Um, weirdly, there were three state witnesses. One of them moved, and the police couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah, probably like, I'm going to die, I got to leave. Yeah, one of them uh, committed suicide. I don't want to die by that guy's hands. I'll just do and it myself. Another one tripped out of the 19th floor of a hotel. So let me get this straight. Let me just make sure I get this right. Yeah. The guy who committed suicide probably mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, as far as I could tell, no no notes or anything. And then the guy who tripped out of a 19th story yeah, he, he, was, it was pushed. An accident. <laughs> it was an accident. He fell. It was just and the guy the who floor. left town might not even have made it alive. They might have just thought he left town. Uh, no, I'm sure he's fine. So the three people who saw him all mysteriously either vanish or die, and uh, he gets acquitted. Yeah, I mean, his friend is Lucky Luciano. I think he just lucked out. Can you imagine being, like, able to just go, someone looks at you funny, you kill them, and then you're going to go to... And then everyone dies. (laughs) Anybody involved. Like, that's just the life that he led. That's so crazy. I mean, that that was the fun thing that I heard is, yeah, the the primary witness... 
accidentally fell off of the 19th floor of a hotel. Dude, that's insane. It's the <laughs> fact that it's like even stated that way. He accidentally tripped out of the 19th. We don't know what happened. Well, and here's the, an accident. the crazy part of it all, too, is, is you're talking, you're saying that there's all these other guys within the mafia that there's just so many of them that they're killing each other off back yeah. and forth, back and forth. How is this guy fucking, like, surviving? He really... No one killed... No one tries to kill him, or at least no one he, gets I think he was him? just that fucking scary. That's insane. They didn't dare, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe even tried to, and then he found out first. was like, oh, duh. Well, and... I mean, there's some speculation that he wasn't particularly bright, but I, I think he must have been, because it, it, it certain like... Like, you recognize the people around you, and you go, well, I can trust that guy to always be a murderer. I'll keep him around. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he built up a team of people he could trust, but... I don't know. That's I mean, insane. a lot of it, it's got to come down to luck that he just didn't get ha. whacked. Lucky. Ah. Okay. So after all this, he gets out of jail. He's feeling like a million bucks. Um, all of his Hollywood friends are now promptly terrified of him. Oh, yeah. Because the illusion that he was just, you know, a fun mafia guy is stripped away when he goes to jail for murder and then everyone dies. Oh, my God. And he comes back to the party. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like. Oh my. I'll take some more insurance, please. <laughs> How much insurance can I get? Hey, hey Ben, uh, I could really use some insurance. <laughs> oh, like, you want to know where I got these shoes? Here, have them. No, I'm just, I'm just here for a drink. What's up, Frank? <laughs> oh, hey, Bugs. Hey. So wait, is he? Does he know Frankie uh, uh, Sinatra? Sinatra, yeah, mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, they're buddies. That's weird. So yeah. did Frank know when they were buddies at first that he was you know, insane? I, I, I've done some research on Frank, and he never admitted that he was friends with the mafia but it's pretty clear that he was and i think that that's weird i think that he just didn't want to well yeah because his persona was was entertainer and he didn't want to be seen as that but i think he was i don't think he killed anybody but yeah yeah you think he had mafia friends for sure do you think it was just kind of like uh you know kind of keeping the uh not didn't want to get in trouble with them so he just kind of was like yeah we're buddies or whatever or do you think it Maybe. was like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing any jobs or anything, but I support these guys. I would, yeah, if I were him, because honestly, they own nightclubs. Oh, and yeah, you're a singer, shit. You know, and you're going to get all the best spots in the club. Like, there's an old article that I recommend everyone read from the 60s called Frank Sinatra Has a Cold. It's hilariously, that's the name of the article. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like one of the first articles in which the, the writer hangs out with a guy and like it, it's more of an opinion piece of hanging out with him anyway yeah frank sinatra walked around like a mob boss and and uh he had a team of people and he had security and everybody gave him respect and they kissed his hand and all that really shit. Yeah. i didn't know any of this shit so people so he probably actually had the mafia looking out for him and he's really i think like... so yeah i mean we're actually gonna about to talk about vegas but who's more cornerstone than those crooner guys you know and shit you know the right people, and Sinatra's—he's from Sicily. He, you know, he's buddies with the guys like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, interesting. I think you'd have to be pretty cold to hang out with those guys, but you'd also end up getting rich. So it's sort of like I'm trying to now picture this guy singing "Fly Me to the Moon" while like <laughs> while someone's getting killed in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely probably happened at some point. Oh God. So, um, yeah, everybody in. Uh, Hollywood is now terrified of him and all his, his friends, his Hollywood friends, quote unquote, are not hanging out with him anymore. So he's a little bummed about that and he kind of gets disillusioned with the California racket and there's some dispute about whether or not this was his idea or not, but this is now where Vegas happens. So 
At this point, Vegas is essentially a piece of dust shithole city that I think had a population of maybe 10,000 people yeah. at best. Um, so Nevada had made gambling legal, so there were some sort of saloon-type gambling places like Sawdust on the Ground kind of shit. Yeah. Old cowboys gambling. But there was nothing ex- uh, exuberant. And from what I understand, there's a few investors looking into making it more like Atlantic City and bigger and glitzier. But uh, Bugsy's one of those first guys who's like, yeah, let's, gambling always makes money. Let's do this. Invest in that. So his old friend from Hollywood, Billy Wilkerson. Billy Wilkerson was like a Hollywood executive. He wasn't an actor, but he was. He, a lot of his investments were in movies. Yeah. And Wilkerson wanted to build a casino um, on what is now the Strip. And he started building it, and Bugsy did in Bugsy fashion. So Billy Wilkerson's son, I saw in an interview, said that what literally happened was they were on the construction site. Billy's there signing papers. Bugsy walks up, shakes his hand, and says, Hey, remember me? I'm Bugsy Siegel. How you doing? We've been at that party. Um, I'm, I'm part of this now. <laughs> you and me are in this together now. He's like, I'm taking half of your shit. Yeah. 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 And behind him, of course, is, is Mo Sedway and some other creepy looking guys in suits. And if you were Billy Wilkerson, what the fuck do you say? Yeah, handshake it. Let's make it a deal. Yes, sir. So that's what happened. So and then of course promptly Billy gets pushed out of the investment. <laughs> and now it's now it's and now it's Bugsy's casino. Just, just like so he that. just comes in, says we're gonna be partners, and then afterwards like this is just gonna be mine actually. Thanks um, for putting the money up. Hey, thanks for getting everything going. Um, get will, the fuck out. I'll, I'll take the profits. And, I don't I don't want to kill your whole family, um, but I got this card here. I kind of do, actually. Say, Shit, fuck. You better run. Oh, actually, now that you mention, I haven't murdered in a bit. I'm getting itchy. <laughs> so, yeah, Billy Wilkerson's out, and uh, this is now Bugsy's Casino, and he names it after a pet name that he has for Virginia Hill, his... His crazy girlfriend, he names it The Flamingo. What? What? I've been in The Flamingo. I don't know if I've stayed there. I think I've, I've, I think gambled, I've gambled there. there. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I've stayed there. Why do you call her The Flamingo? <laughs> I have no idea why he called her that. Well, so I don't know that she had very long legs. Everybody mm. did say that about her. Um, which, funny, and like when you think about... Them. Just, that's all she did. It's Some weird. days he'd walk in the room and she's just down on one, one of her long legs. And he's like, <laughs> you flamingo. She's like, oh, Bugsy, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Glass smashing, the windows are broken, and then they fuck for hours. And the help is outside. He's like, this is great. This is the best. Yeah. I love Bugsy. And he's like, who said that? <laughs> Run! All right, I'm going to keep fucking you now. So, um, so yeah, this the is the actual history of the of Is this the, the first, flamingo. like, real casino casino? Now, from what I understand, there, there were other casinos there that, you know, are, are like old school uh, casinos. They had rooms and yeah. it was a little bit glitzy. But the Flamingo was the biggest, most ambitious project. It's the closest thing to what the he, casinos are now. And he just took it over. It was like, this just his. that's insane. Um, but... Everything he's done up to this point is the same thing he's been doing as a teenager. It's shaking people for money, murdering people, robbing, running and building a casino he has that's not in his wheelhouse. Yeah. But he does have bottomless confidence. And so he's like, fuck it, I can do it. Yeah. So they start building this up. He knows nothing about architecture. He knows nothing about running a business. And he borrows a million dollars from 
the mafia, which is run by Luciano now. Shit. Well, the commission. Right. Um, and they're like, yeah, I mean, casinos you, always, the house wins. Yeah. Sounds like a good investment. We trust Bugsy. All right. They give him a million. He starts building the thing, um, promptly runs out of money, borrows another million, borrows another million, borrows another million. Shit. So at the, all said, he um, borrowed six million from the mafia. Yeah. Which, just to give you context, in today's money is sixty million. Jesus. And yeah, they are frustrated. I mean, it's still not open, and he's still. What's going on? Why is it taking so much and so long? Just because well, he keeps making it bigger, or what? Yeah, like he just has this huge idea about what it should be. So he built this big um, lounge area, and he didn't like it, so he changed the chairs. And then he wanted it different, so he built another lounge area. And then he wanted swimming pools, and then he wanted actual flamingos. And somebody was like, flamingos can't live in this climate. Yeah. climate." And he did it anyway. And then he wanted palm trees, and they ordered palm trees. And the guys who deliver the palm trees realize that nobody's around to sign the paperwork, so they take them back. Are you serious? And then the next day, Bugsy's like, well, that's not enough trees. Buy more trees, and they send the same trees back. Are you serious? Yeah, a guy, a guy was talking about <laughs> how he sold the same trees twice. How he sold the same trees to Bugsy three or four times, and and he was nervous. <laughs> He's like, I but, hope he doesn't notice all of them. But he was so caught up in throwing everything together, he didn't notice. Yeah, and he was just hemorrhaging money to try and make this like the biggest, swankiest, nicest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, was his vision anyway. Um, so yeah, they just spend and spend and spend. And his goal was to get the thing open the day after Christmas. I don't know why that is a thing, but he that was his vision. So December 26, 1946, opens up. Um, not a lot of celebrities come. That, that was his hope, was that celebrities would come, but now they're afraid of him. Right. So they don't go. It's mostly populated by curious locals who are just like, what is this gigantic thing that they've been building for a year and a half? Jesus. And the air conditioner breaks... There's a huge storm because it's December, so even people who did make the trek from California over, a lot of them get stuck in traffic, and it just, it's just a failure. <laughs> right. So it fails. It doesn't make money. They keep the thing open for about a month and a half before they realize that they are not making money, and they close it. Damn. So Luciano sends um, Bugsy's old friend Meyer Lansky, who is pretty much the brains of the American Mafia, over to figure out what's going on because they're six million in debt. Yeah. Um, and so Lansky has some guys run the books, and it looks like Bugsy is skimming off the top. Oh no! And the thing's not working. <laughs> oh no! So Lansky, dude. being an old friend of his, is like, dude, dude. How much was he skimming? Did they say they figured several out? million? Oh, so he so, so he, he threw some million at it. Took some million. Oh, threw some shit. million at it. Took some million. So they also found some. I don't know if it's receipts or what, some indication that during this time when they're constructing it, he's also taking trips to Sweden. So Lansky said that he thinks that he was putting the money in, in Swedish, Swedish bank accounts. So Does he plan on bailing eventually one day or something? I don't know what he thinks is going to happen because I'm sure you could tell what comes next. <laughs> yeah. So um, He murders everybody and he wins. <laughs> yeah, actually, Bugsy is still alive. Yeah, just murdering, murdering people. <laughs> Just, he's in Costa Rica just yeah. murdering the shit out of anybody who walks up to his just shack. A hundred and something year old man just... Yeah. So Luciano calls for his death. Um, someday I might do a whole thing on Lucky Luciano. Again, I like him and I don't like him. It's like the 
Yeah. You know, everybody has their own favorite serial killer. Right, right. Yeah. Luciano's a bad guy, but I like him. Yeah. But he was actually in trouble for some, I don't know, weirdly a murder, and he got thrown out of the country, and he's living in um, in Italy and ro- while running the mafia. But from there, he works out with Lansky. He's like, the guy's got to go. I know he's your old friend, but he owes us $6 million and he's skimming. He's not going to give it back. Yeah. It's Bugsy. He's never paid anyone back ever. <laughs> ever. And so, yeah, so his old friend Mo, Mo Sedway, who the only guy he thought he could trust, so it was turns the... on him too. What? So I don't think it's Mo that killed him. Actually, they don't know who killed him. So oh, really? Here's what happened is they're at Mo's. No, no, it is his house. Okay, so they go to Beverly Hills where Bugsy has an old penthouse that he lives in. And everybody kind of goes to bed and he's sitting on the couch reading the newspaper. And somebody just shoots him through the window. Oh, wait, they're not even in the room. No, and they don't know who did it. I mean, officially the case is still open. Wow. In in, in Los Angeles who County. Do they, who do they think probably did it? No one knows? I mean, there's some thought that, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been Mo because Mo took over the operations in vegas and maybe as a loyalty thing like make him pull the trigger that seems like a fucked up thing to do yeah. but also i mean it's sort of like murder inc you know a lot of guys who are just murderous just hire one yeah doesn't really matter who just... it is so um he died virginia hill was in europe at the time um luckily or she would have been killed too oh, she really? comes back to america directly to so lansky goes to the flamingo and he's like we own this now. Yeah. Uh, everybody who worked for Bugsy there, uh, Lansky kind of walked in and was like, hey, uh, Bugsy's a corpse now. I own this casino now. And uh, Virginia Hill comes back from Europe with a bag of money and is like, here. Sorry. Oh, shit. Sorry. So she she didn't get killed. Should have. I mean, in the scheme of how their they logic work. goes. Yeah. Um, but didn't. She saved her life by giving all the money from the Swedish bank accounts back. Um and that's she that's didn't just Bugsy. stay in Sweden, man. Damn. I think they probably would have found her. Shit, that's I mean, scary to think about. It really is. These are scary motherfuckers. So Bugsy, how old was he when he was uh, killed? Oh man, let's see. So he died in '46, and he was born in '06. So he was only forty. Shit. Yeah, he was a pretty young guy, forty or forty-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they still don't know who killed him. Um. So a lot of people will say that he's the founder, the godfather of Las Vegas. Um, and as much as that's not totally true because there were casinos, um, the Flamingo in all of its, whatever you want to call it, yeah. chintzy, shitty, Las Vegas style bullshit. Yeah. That was his all, all his idea. And in his papers, they did found that he owned several acres of land that is now the strip. Shit. So if he had been just a touch smarter and had not stolen from the mafia. He'd probably be fine. He would be a billionaire right now. I mean, he'd be dead, I'm sure, by natural causes, but he probably would have died in the 60s. It's just rich as shit. Insanely rich. Well, yeah. did any of that stuff, I mean, obviously, I don't know if his name was on any of the papers and stuff, and since the, it was taken over by basically the rest of the mafia, Yeah. did his family get any of that money? Probably <laughs> not. Um, I read that, well, they actually got a divorce shortly before he died, and oh. her alimony was $600 a month, Yeah. which in today's money is... Oh, a couple thousand. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I doubt that when he passed away, she got much. So who owns the flamingo now? I don't know. Is it still it's mafia? Still mafia. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they are around. Yeah. 
They're not as prominent as they used to be, but yeah, they're around. Well, that's funny because I always thought, like, in uh, movies, it gets brought up that, like, the mafia runs or owns Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I never knew if that was true or not. I thought it was just a fictional part of the story to make it more interesting, but... Yeah. Well, I always thought also Vegas was owned mostly by, like, three or four people. Like, all, like, the casinos. I know that several of those casinos are owned by the same investment groups, yeah. You know... uh, How much of that is backed by Luciano's... Kids, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I'm, I'd be curious to look that up. Actually, be actually, yeah, that actually be really interesting. It's probably more than we think. <laughs> I mean, if you think like at some point when your dad goes to prison for murder, but you're still rich from everything he made, you go, "I'm not going to be a criminal. I'm just going to be a rich person." Now. Yeah, like I'll just run the casinos. It's legal. Yeah, or I bet good. a lot of their families are still just around, just cash and checks. That's crazy, man. Well, especially because I don't know. That's kind of funny. I I like that it's. You know, Trump was trying to like, put up a casino, right? <laughs> I've, I, I think I've seen the, the half-built building that is the, supposed to be Trump's yeah. casino. Well, yeah. He's got something out there that's got his big shitty name on it. Yeah. It's, I'm it's sure hilarious. it's ugly as fuck, too. Yeah. What was funny was um, a lot of mafia historians are guys who talk like mafia guys, you know? Yeah. And they all sound like Donald Trump. They all say, they all say, it's fantastic. It's huge. You know what I mean? It was huge. Beautiful. Well, so beautiful. Some of the property you said, which is this trip, was owned by, uh, by Bugsy. Do you think any of that money got transferred over to? Oh, I'm sure the mob took that. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he owed him so much money, and I think once the flamingo got up and running, they probably got paid back eventually. Right. But all those property holdings in a, in what is now the strip, I'm sure they didn't let that go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who owns it now, but now the only thing that's left of that legacy is uh, I want to go find it the next time I'm out there. But somewhere on the side of the strip, there is a small city-maintained garden with a plaque that has his name on it. Is there? Yeah. Huh. Because he, I mean, he did something with the flamingo. I mean, I mean he stole it and then he worked <laughs> on it and then he stole from other people and worked on it some more. So then... really, he's a hero. <laughs> he's a He's a an Ameri- and then it he's failed, a fucking American and then he hero. died, and then it worked afterwards. <laughs> and then the mafia made it work, yeah. and now we all get to go there to the M and M store. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bugsy. Uh, thanks, Bugsy. You piece of you shit. You murdered a shit ton of people, and God, what an awful human being. Yeah. And just for some uh, pop culture uh, reference, if you've seen the Godfather movies, the character Mo Green is based off of him. Um, Which is funny because his friend was named Mo. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming maybe the Mo Green character is a combination of the two. Yeah. But what's funny is in real life, Bugsy was probably a good looking guy, maybe a good talker. In the movie, Mo Green is sort of a nerdy looking Jewish guy who's just yeah. portrayed as incompetent and they pr- they murder him as part of uh, Michael Corleone's taking over of everything. So, But in the movie, they shoot him in the eye. Um which they in the movie they call doing a Mo Green, because oh, mo- yeah. mobsters are so funny like that. Yeah. But that is how he actually died. Is he got? Sh- I don't think it was on purpose, but yeah, one of the bullets went through his head and popped his eye out. For Bugsy. Yeah, one of Bug- I think it was his 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 left eye got popped out of his head. Shit. And I read something that said they found his eye across the room. What? I don't believe that. That seems pretty. Un- yeah, if a bullet, what it would take. For a bullet to push your eye out but not uh, destroy your eye? Yeah, I don't know. Seems unlikely. That's pretty interesting, though, because 
So when when, is, when did the Godfather movie come out? Was it uh, in the seventies? So they just like took all these stories and started kind of putting it together well, somewhat half. It's correct, based on half. a book, I guess. The Godfather. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either until recently. I might read it. I don't know, but yeah, it's based on a book, and I think the guy just took real mob stories and then kind of made it his own fictional story. Yeah, made it kind of his own thing. Um, Interesting. Bugsy was portrayed in a movie from 1991 called Bugsy. Warren Beatty played him. Warren Beatty, sorry. And then he was also on a show um, that everyone's heard of on TNT called Mob City. Everyone's heard of that show. It's not a stupid, pointless show that no one's ever heard of before. I promise. And there's a death scene in which um, uh, Bugsy being portrayed by Edward Burns is shot roughly 16 times in the chest. Which is not what happened to Bugsy. (laughs) It's so funny. Like... (laughs) When you think of the stupidest death scenes in, in movies and TV shows, it's that where he's sitting on the couch and, and Edward Burns looks up briefly and then blam, 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 and he's just uh, a slow motion kind of, uh, uh, and there's blood gushing and he's uh, and he gets shot about 16 times and, and then he gets shot through both eyes per- oh. perfectly. So nice. the show Mob City is based on reality. Right. But yeah, all together, um, I wanted to share the story of of Muggs, or Bugsy because he inspires me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me want to murder people. Actually, he just so much like ramps up the stereotype that we have of of a mafia guy. I mean, he's both a murderer and asshole, yeah. and a businessman. He's handsome. He does the Hollywood thing. He goes to jail, and they let him bring in prostitutes. And he leaves jail. He, he gets leaves. away after the people die from mysterious <clears throat> deaths. Yeah. I mean, uh, witnesses go missing and fall out of buildings. Like, yeah. when you hear old, used stereotypes about the mafia, that's what his actual fucking life was. That's I mean, so crazy. He fucking helped build Vegas. He had a pretty... Fiery girlfriend and a neglected wife. I mean, this is a fucking <laughs> movie. This is The Sopranos. Yeah. And but it actually fucking happened. That was when I kept reading. It, I was like, come on, yeah. this is ridiculous. That's but, so funny. I mean, I guess the outlandishness of uh, of it is what has inspired the the movie tropes. Right. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's not it's it's uh, art imitating life, I guess. Yeah. Vice versa. <laughs> I don't know. I this don't is a good one. Know. I like this one. Bugsy. Man, shit. This crazy, is a good history. Crazy motherfucker. Yeah. And he did. He made all the changes in like Vegas as we know it. And... Yeah. I mean, the Flamingo exists because of him, or at least it's named after him and, and the initial, um, I guess, the extravagant nature of it. That's his thing. Yeah. He lost money ultimately. And his life. And <laughs> <laughs> his life. I think that's what's so funny is that, like, he knows if he was on the other end of that, he would have murdered yeah. the guy. Like if if, if Meyer him? Lansky had gone and mil- built a hotel and borrowed from him, what would he have done? He would have murdered his yeah. ass, even though they're old friends. Like that's how yeah. these guys operate. I don't know He's what like, hubris. Yeah, where he was just like, well, but it's me though. I can do. I'm the murderer. I know Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Fuck you. I can do whatever I want. I can borrow money from the mafia and not pay him back like what kind of stupid asshole <laughs> <laughs> well and it's weird because it seems like there's some sort of intention of like possibly leaving if you sent over to sweden or maybe he was just hiding uh, it for a while but yeah i mean especially after it failed if i was him i'd be like time to go that's what i wonder you're... is maybe he had the foresight like maybe i'm in over my head i should take some of this 
hide it so I have a plan B. Um, but they got to him before plan B could happen. Yeah. Fuck him anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it really is like the serial killer thing. Like we all talk about this thing as if it's a fiction, but he's actually a terrible murderer. So killed a lot of people. Siegel. Sounds good. Hey, good job guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the program. To the program. Um, good, good job. (laughs) Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.